This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. Bring out the gimp. Hey, everybody, look at us. We're doing this live. Casey, we almost pulled it off without any problems. <laughs> we were so close to perfect, almost like a real show. Damn it. Oh. Start over. I guess we cannot go into a DeLorean and do this again. That was almost perfect. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Deluxe Edition. We're trying something here. My name is Bill Sebald. here as always with Casey Shearer. And we got a friend with us. We got Ray. We got Ray from 1980s now. God damn it. I almost called you the 80s. That's all right, man. I like the idiots. An objective defense of 1980s pop culture from a couple of idiots. Yes, that's what we used to be. Yeah, I could. Oh. I couldn't tell you what our new tagline is because I did that for two years. But uh, <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing without the idiots. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've grown. You're not. You're not yeah. as idiotic anymore. We all grow. We, we mature. Yeah. Well, we had Will on. We had your your co-host on. And, uh, yeah. You know, we tried to have his video, but. Um... <laughs> Well, if you go live, there's no problem. Yeah. Well, we have you because we haven't gone live before and your experience yeah. with all this. So I don't know if Casey told you that that's really why we have you on. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I sit and talk into the mic. Will handles all the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, like, I felt I so bad. We couldn't I get his video even, to work. Uh, I didn't even buy any of this equipment. It's all Will stuff that I just took from his house and snuck <laughs> over to my house. Oh, you're kidding. For real? No. Yeah. I'm not even sure he knows what I have. Wow. <laughs> You're like his sugar baby. He's just kind of paying yeah. for it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, once again, though, if we ever do get some cash out of this, all that money has got to go back to him first. So I figure by 2063, I'll start to make like minimum wage. There you go. And you'll be 27 then. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I felt so bad because we, we tried to have this video on and, and he had a 60 FPS camera, right? And us plebs, we had a 30 FPS camera, but his camera was too good for StreamYard to be able to process it. So everything yeah. just failed. With it. I, I told him it was because he was too good looking. I didn't want to. Well, I, I agree. I think it's because he's too good looking. Yeah. Because I have the same camera. Oh, no. You have the same camera. That's right. So this I isn't going to work. We're going to get the video at the end and you're going to be blank. <laughs> oh shit uh, nah it's cool because i actually see i've done this many times so i have on my phone i can see us on the delay so i know we're there we're good all right sweet tech that's, you're one of our five viewers that's yeah that's uh the tech that's how as far as i can do it so well we we kind of missed on the promotion we, we next time casey more than five minutes notice to promote i think you ought to do <laughs> No, we did better than that. Just just trying something new with this streaming. We're, we're streaming now. See, yeah, this is fun because now you guys are in a whole new world where whatever you say, you can't edit it out. So he's terrified of that. See, that does that can be scary. It can. <laughs> That's we why I didn't get now. as drunk Let's as I normally do. What? <laughs> We thought it was a drinking show, Casey. You can't back yeah. down now. <laughs> I was okay. told there'd be alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we'll mail it to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it to you as fast as we can. So just stay uh, on the line until it, it arrives. You. Where actually do you do, you do your show from? Where are you now? Uh, we're 
just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. So I'm in Redding, Pennsylvania, and then mm-hmm. Casey's out in Florida. So we, we got the entire East Coast covered, you, except for the have, Northeast. Have you guys ever been in the same room together before? Once. It was tough. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I for the first time, um, our new co-host, Kat, I met her for the first time yesterday because she was up here visiting Will. And um, he happens to live across the street. So I saw strange cars and I wandered over and realized that they were having a party without me and uh, invited myself in so that I could meet her. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I have, I actually have some employees that, that have, because uh, I, I own a, 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 an agency and they're people that I haven't seen in person yet. That's brand new to me. That is such a strange thing. But Casey and I, we, we knew each other before pandemic. He just decided to go south with the snowbirds. Hmm. You don't yeah, like snow? Well, no, it's, I mean, I pre- prefer not to have to shovel snow if I don't have to, but. You, you don't like to get drunk and go sled riding? <laughs> not anymore, though. No. <laughs> yeah, now it hurts the next day. Wait. Uh, it does. It hurts. Well, the shoveling part hurts. So you might as well just shovel and go sled riding. Yeah, so let me get this straight. You live across the street from Will, and you still podcast from separate houses? <sighs> well, uh, yes, because uh, the audio is better. Sure. That's- I don't hear it, but... <laughs> that's, what, that's what he wants you to believe. That's what... Well, I was like, you know, hey, uh, I think the pandemic's over. I think I can come back. And he's like, no, no, no. The audio is way better if you stay on that side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how I, went. I, I think you ought to eat Will for lunch. He's so full of baloney. <laughs> Casey. Yes. You you put this show together. What's this show about? This show. Hey, look, we're getting we're getting uh real quick, we're getting uh comments. Oh, we're getting here. comments. Oh hey. Oh hey. Oh hey. This is I need a man cave <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, right? Right? <laughs> This guy says start... uh, you have hella dope rooms. Yeah, the fuck, love the lighting and the posters. Is he talking about me? I hope he's talking about me because I worked really hard on this. <laughs> Jesus, you have a drum kit in the background, so I hope they're talking about you. It's totally fake shit. It's all cardboard. <laughs> it's cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty happy that I got that uh, that Eddie Van Halen guitar over my, my yeah. I see it there. Yeah. Got that for my birthday. That thing plays amazing. It was all built to Eddie's standards. Hmm. What are you? Are, you're a musician, then? You were telling me earlier that. You uh, yeah. Music. Well, I, I'm a front man. I'm a singer. I went to the David Lee Roth School of uh, Entertainment, uh, but basically, I play uh, in punk rock bands, rockabilly bands. I dabble in guitar. No, I can't read music, so I know three chords. Uh, I play drums, bass. You know, I love music. That was like my first love. That was something that I just couldn't get enough of. That's great. Let me hear your best metal yell. <laughs> I don't do metal. I love metal. Don't get me wrong, but uh, well, you said you went to the David Lee Roth school. I, they called. They thought it was metal back then. Yeah, but the, just the attitude. I just took Dave's attitude and took it to punk rock. That's what I did. So it's kind of like uh, if Jello Biafra or Henry Rollins weren't so goddamn angry all the time, and they just <laughs> wanted to drink beer and get laid. 
That's basically what I said punk rock should be like. Yeah, well, I've been practicing. No, I I didn't. I didn't get into punk rock. I got into hair metal big, and I was like, I want to be. I want to be the lead singer. So I practiced my like. I tried to like it. Dude, I so, so wanted to be in a hair metal band. It was the whole reason I started playing. And very quickly, I realized I did not have the talent to do anything in hair metal except play bass. And I was like, I don't want to be a bass player. That stinks. That's no fun. I hate carrying gear. How do I get out of carrying gear? Yeah, be a front man. Nice. Yeah. Show up and go, I got to go see the owner uh, about some things and disappear. Yeah, it, I always I, we tried in our bands to make sure that everybody helped the drummer set up and bring things in. But we had a keyboard player who would play this uh, uh, this old um, the hell was it? A, I mean, it was a big wooden beast, and it was old B three type of thing. Oh my god, that was the job. Who was going to bring that in with him? Because it was like a whole thing with uh, we had to screw on the, uh, the like the, the legs to keep that thing on, right? We sometimes you know like playing really oh, yeah. small coffee houses. We're bringing in this B three organ. Oh, I'm so glad I don't do any oh, of that. When I did play guitar live, I had this trick I would do. So, like, we would open for, you know, much better bands. And I would bring, like, a little uh, gorilla guitar amp, practice amp, and put it behind their amp. So it looked like that was my amp when I was playing on stage, but it was actually just a little gorilla running through the soundboard. That's how so, Van Halen did it. All of those big uh, marshals, they were yeah. all fake. Yes, I yeah, heard it was the same they, way. Yeah, all of them did it. But I was like, you know what? I can pull this off. And then eventually I got tired of bringing it. And I would just tell the other band, hey, our, my truck broke down on the way here. I don't have any of my gear. Can I just use yours? <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for decades, too. I was like, so lazy. Yeah, no, I hated lugging those big bastards around. Yeah, I keep seeing the comments, Casey. That is like a totally new thing. I keep getting thrown off. I think it's my instant messenger, like my wife telling me, hey. Make sure you you get some milk. Oh, okay. Just uh, showing everyone uh, that we actually have some viewers here. What's up, Peter? Cat, they came to see you, right? Cat, your co-host. See, that's not a nice comment. She should have said, everyone looks amazing. <laughs> um, that's just rude, Cat. Yeah. Rob Hill in the hizzy. Who is Michael Rosenbaum? This guy thinks I think... Uh, they think that I look like Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> he's a he's the guy that played uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville. He's got his own podcast. Isn't that the guy? That sounds familiar. I'm not if sure. I'm wrong. Ray is more of a showman than a singer. So this is like someone that, that that's my drummer buddy. Old. Yeah, he's known me since we were like ten. So he'll probably start insulting me in the comments like that. You know. <laughs> but no, it's funny because one uh, of when we played together. Uh, there's a whole section of the show where there's like four songs where I just go backstage and drink beer. And before I leave the stage, I always would say, you know, I'm not a, a gifted singer. I'm not even the best singer in my own band. And then I would just walk off and James, the drummer, would sing the next four songs. And I would just circle around to the bar, get beers and hang out in the crowd and then just wander back on stage when we were when it was time to start over again. That's rock star life right there. That's yeah. when you know you, you got LSD lead singer disease. You just walk oh, yeah. off the stage and oh, yeah. wander I, around. I, I used to do it all the time. It's just, you know, but when you play with actual, like I was very fortunate to play with musicians. Like I'm not a musician, so I always picked guys. My one thing was, is since I can play all the instruments, just be better than me at it. 
So I was very fortunate to find real musicians to play with over the years. And it makes a big difference. It really does. Especially if you're just there to drink beer and, you know, hang out. That's uh, it's a big bonus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds like a good gig. It is a good gig, but it doesn't pay. That's the problem. No, no. It takes more from you than it gives back to you. Have you looked at uh, what they still pay bands? It's this, It hasn't changed since like 1979. Like a, no, local, I, a local band makes like a hundred bucks for a gig still. Oh, I thought you were talking about major labels. Like I actually no, no. understood the formula for paying out most major acts and they were terrible too. I mean, you, hmm. going into music is a terrible idea. Yeah, unless uh, unless you look like uh, Eddie Vedder, because I don't think that guy can sing for shit. So um, unless you look Eddie like Bob. him and you have the stage presence like Eddie Vedder, because uh, I was just making fun of them the other day on our podcast about um, like Pearl Jam. Everyone talks about how great they are, but I, I, I sat my ass down and I watched a video and I was just so distraught by what I saw. Like the band were high as fuck falling down on the stage hopping around like idiots and eddie better was holding the whole thing down like he could have put anybody up there with him yeah. unfortunately he can't sing but you know what are you gonna do if you're that charismatic it doesn't really fucking matter <laughs> i used to wonder if he was putting it on because he was so like better when i talk really <laughs> I, I think uh, he was I man was like, i really do you think it was a put on i i think it was the show of shows like I think he's a lot better than he lets on. But once again, he was so stoned at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You hear interviews, you're like, is this Eddie Vedder? Is this uh, <laughs> Stallone? Is this Rocky? <laughs> right. Well, I, people want to listen to the topic that Casey posted. I know that's why they're here. All I right. know they're not here for you, right? I got time. Let's do something. <laughs> All right, Casey, go ahead. Tell us what your idea is for today's show. All right. Well, it went over so well last week with the uh, the best of the 1990s movies. So this week, and that, this is why Ray is here. We uh, we had our Facebook and Instagram groups uh, pick the best of the 1980s, the best movies of the 1980s, and uh, we haven't named that list yet. I have an idea here for uh, a bracket that. People will be able to fill out and then win a bunch of prizes if they get the bracket exactly right. I got a ton of stuff here. A lot of the stuff has to do with uh, guests that we've had on the podcast. Uh, I'll go over the prizes at the end. The prizes are everything you see behind Casey right now. You can have your pick (laughs) at any one of his toys, any one of his signed memorabilia. It's yours if you win. Not everything. There's some. There's a few things here that. There's a few things here that I'm giving away, but not everything. There's a naked uh, DVD behind you. You were you said to me one time. You're like, this can't. This isn't being seen, right? It's too blurry. I'm like, don't worry. Nobody can see. It's a, it's a porn. No, DVD. that's over here. I put. I made sure that's not here. <laughs> I made sure that wasn't in the shot. I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm looking right at it over your shoulder. It's that right one. It's that red one. No, Everybody's going to zoom it's in. Not even in the shot. All right. It's not even in the shot. This is live. We can't censor this now, Casey. I know. I know. Look, Ray's trying to get a closer look. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get a closer look, but I could have just zoomed in <laughs> like an idiot. All right. So we went high tech here 
with uh, with the bracket for this show because we're going to do it like last week. Uh, I'll name the bracket, and then you guys will pick your pick your winners, and, uh, and then we'll see how you match up next week with uh, with the group. Uh, so I I wrote the bracket down here so I can keep track of it, which I didn't do on last week's show. So I'm pretty Getting sure better. Last- yeah, this time you sure used a pen. I missed a bunch of things. Uh, so, the top 16 movies of the 1980s that our group picked. Ghostbusters, Platoon, The Terminator, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Beetlejuice, Full Metal Jacket, The Goonies, Batman, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Lethal Weapon, Empire Strikes Back, Caddyshack, Die Hard, Aliens, The Lost Boys, and Back to the Future, Part 1. Now, to be clear, these weren't all the things sent in. These were just the, the ones that had multiple votes. Right, yeah. The, yeah, we got uh, <clears throat> we got over 70 comments, I believe. 70 movies were... Uh, sent in and these were the top 60 and these are the ones that had the most votes multiple votes so i saw the list some of the other ones were, were pretty wow forgot about some of those somebody said their favorite movie of the year is emmanuel four mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was you that's uh yeah that's not a bad movie come on <laughs> is there All technically right. a, is there technically a bad movie in that series i'm gonna be honest i have never seen them and really, uh, we had Prism. I keep talking about it on the show with people. What the fuck is Prism? Prism was like our cable channel in Philly, and their adults only stuff was like the same five over and over and over. Emmanuel huh. wasn't it. So any kind of naughty kids uh, adult stuff huh. just never really got on my radar. Because you know? Skinamax is what we used to call Cinemax After Dark. <laughs> used to play those movies all the time. Yeah, wasn't Shannon Tweed in those movies? Was she in any of the Emmanuels? I don't think so. This was uh, like some some foreign chick. Oh yeah, okay. All right, to the list. All right, Ghostbusters versus Platoon. Ghostbusters was released June seventh, nineteen eighty four. After the team of uh, scientists lose their cushy positions in a university <laughs> in New York City, they decide to become Ghostbusters to wage a high tech battle with the supernatural for money. Uh, they stumble upon another dimension, then they must save New York from complete destruction. You guys remember Ghostbusters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember standing in line for it twice and getting turned away because I couldn't get into the damn theater because it was so full. There was such a line for it. Really? Everybody wanted to see it. Yeah. 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 You couldn't, those- you couldn't go anywhere and not see something about Ghostbusters when this thing came out. It was huge. I actually just watched it recently, and I, I don't know what I thought I saw as a kid, but there's a couple like pretty raunchy <laughs> scenes in there. Like, oh yeah, I'm not sure when I you know saw that with my my family around in the family room that I had any idea why he was getting his <laughs> pants unbuckled. Like, I just didn't understand. <laughs> Isaac, I was taking his uh, pants off. Huh? Isn't it? Isn't it great that this is considered a family movie? Yeah, oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, this is considered one of the greatest family movies of all time, and there's Ray Stance getting a basically a blowjob from a ghost and this is a family movie yeah. Yeah. couldn't do that today no. no 
the 80s had a funny version of PG. I remember it's like, all right, let's sit and watch Airplane. It's PG. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's like, wow, <laughs> I'm really changed. <laughs> well, Ghostbusters for me, that's, that's you know, well, we I, talked about the last episode where uh, there's, there's certain movies that are just the pinnacle of the best of the decade. Uh, that's going to be up there for me. Ghostbusters is a great one for me. Yeah. But uh, do you remember Platoon? Not really, because as I also said on our last episode, I, as a kid, I stayed away from sad stuff. If it was too real, I wasn't into it. I was into the fantasy, the comedy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, this isn't a fair fight, Casey. Really, because Platoon's an all right movie. I mean, it's Oliver Stone who gets more credit than he deserves, obviously, because he's always does these artsy fartsy versions of like war. Or whatever he does, JFK. And uh, but you know what always boggles my mind about a movie like Platoon? He spent six million dollars to make it, and they made a hundred and forty million. Like, how's that even possible? Yeah. Well, the thing that I know it's not a fair fight, Ray. This is how uh, <laughs> brackets work. Uh, well, well I gotta ask: Was it was it random? No, no, Ghostbusters. I I did it just like a sports bracket. So Ghostbusters oh. was our number one seed, and Platoon was our last, was the last seed. So uh, that's how that's how this works here. That that makes perfect sense, actually. Platoon was wasn't it hugely? He was a massive award winner because I remember uh, they were shoving it down your throat in commercials. Academy Award and Best Picture, Best Director. But I think it had multiple um, nominations. It's really not that great, <laughs> you know. If I'm being honest, um, it has so many big stars in it. It's got Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, William Dafoe. Uh, who am I forgetting? Charlie Sheen, you say him? Yeah, Keith David, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Those are the ones I remember. So. Um, it's a good movie, but there's better war movies from the 80s. I mix it my... up with Red Dawn because I was about to go Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah, like I said, the dialogue's so bad. That's why you can't remember who's in it. Like, it could have been Patrick Swayze because the dialogue's so generic. Like, it, Charlie Sheen's character, I think he's writing home to his grandmother. Like, really? You're in Vietnam, like, snorting, doing heroin and drinking beers all day, and you're writing to your grandmother at night? Come on. Oh, by the way, Ray, you're going to notice a theme of in case he's supposed to show the movie poster, he forgets. And then, like, out of the blue, like he did just there, he's, he yeah. and I both started laughing because we knew he did it. He's like, oh, where's shit, our, I got to hit. Where's our Ghostbusters one? Uh, we had Ghostbusters up. Uh, oh, did we? Yeah. Uh, I must have missed it. I was daydreaming. Sorry. I have a lot going on here. I gotta, All right. I you're, you're doing a, You are doing a fantastic job. Hold this Thank ship you, together. Come on. All right. So, Platoon. This you you always know when a big movie is is when a movie was big when it's uh comes out Christmas Eve right? It wasn't that old. Yeah, I was gonna say I think eighties. I yeah, this came out in uh what, what was it December like December twenty fourth, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, that's a that's a summer blockbuster blockbuster right there. Like, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> uh, all right. So m- moving on for both of you would be Ghostbusters. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. And up next, the Terminator versus Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
The Terminator, October 26, 1984. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a cyborg assassin sent back in time to kill Sarah Connor, played by Linda Hamilton. Uh, screenplay credited to James Cameron, produced uh, Gan Ale Hurd, co-written by William Wisher. You guys remember Terminator? Was this, was this a big movie for you guys in the 80s? Uh, yes. <laughs> Terminator's a big one. Not uh, for me. It, Terminator 2 really? was the big one. Yeah, but Terminator yeah, I, 1. Well, yeah, absolutely. Terminator 2 is a much bigger movie. Um, but this is where you get the I'll be back line. This is where it all starts. So, I mean, that's kind of huge. Um, I, I'm torn on this one because I this think I, the- I, I really like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, that's one of my favorite movies. I love movies about high school and how kids act and, you know, I just think like the Phoebe Kate scene. Yeah, for that alone, I would I would put this movie through. <laughs> just for the what if like uh, Judge Reinhold's character was a was a Terminator? Then it would be like the best movie of all time for you. If they could combine the two, that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't see too much of the first Terminator. It was kind of I saw the second one. The second one had the amazing special effects and maybe then I would go back and see the first one and, and just go, ah, it's kind of, kind of lame. I remember thinking it was lame. I've seen it since. And, you know, I've turned my mind, uh, my, my opinion around, but yeah, it didn't really get me the first time. But that's a, that's it. You have the exact same opinion that Arnold had about the movie. while he he was on the set of Conan, the destroyer. And someone asked him about the, I think it was destroyer might've been uh, barbarian, but, uh, he was getting ready to start the Terminator. He's like, yeah, I'm doing some shitty B movie called, you know, the Terminator. It's just like the exterminator, you know, whatever. So he was not down to do this movie. And then he said, once he got there, he got excited. But when they told him about this, he was not having it. So was it, uh, James Cameron's first movie then? I don't think so. Um, yeah, maybe James Cameron is that awesome that, you know, hey, it's one of my first movies, but let me turn your opinion around. Well, once like, again, this was, uh, they filmed a lot of this gorilla style. <laughs> there he goes. He posted it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Good job. You haven't missed one yet. Technically. Yeah, the uh, uh, Terminator uh, was a lot of, we don't have a permit for this. We're going to do it anyways. Like uh, Arnold talks about that quite a bit. Like even the stunts, like a lot of the stunts on this movie were done without a permit. Like at one point, they actually convinced a cop that they were uh, in film school doing a project, and the cop was like, "I ah, just just finish up." Really, I've yeah. never heard yeah. Of any of that. Yeah, as we've been digging into this uh, stuff, case you know, doing this show, it's it's crazy how in my mind these productions were just they were made by the greatest artists on the planet, <laughs> yeah. billions of dollars, the best talent the world has, and then you find out it's really like. Shitty businessmen who know nothing about what they a just, good movie is. They just do yeah. things. It's just like a, uh, another quick Terminator fun fact for you. Uh, the studio recommended O.J. Simpson to play the Terminator. And Cameron said, no one will believe him as a killer. <laughs> Still true to this day. Still yeah. true to this day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Apparently he was right. <laughs> Fast Towns right. of Ridgemont High. Let me, let me comment yeah. on that real fast because that had a lot of heavy topics. And, and at my age, when I saw it, I didn't really get it, right? The abortion topic was pretty right. heavy. You know, the stoners, you know, and then the car smashing. Like, that was just fun <laughs> stuff. This, you know, I, I didn't know what I was really watching. Um, I had no idea what Judge Reinhold was doing in the uh, in the bathroom when when B.B. <laughs> Cates was swimming. So, like, a lot of it was was uh, I, I, just over my head. <laughs> Later I saw it, I was like, okay, I get this. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Phoebe, yeah, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, August 13th, 1982. Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates also marks early appearances by several actors who later became stars Nicolas Cage, Eric Stoltz, Forrest Whitaker, and Anthony Edwards. Nicolas Cage was in. What did he do? He's the stoner buddy of uh, Spicoli. Him and Eric Stoltz, that's their roles. I did not realize that. And it also has my favorite Martian, Ray Walston. Yes. Yeah, Ray Walston. Absolutely. I didn't realize this when I was doing the research on this and by research, I mean, copying this from Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, based on 1981 book, fast times at Ridgemont high, a true story. Cameron Crowe went undercover at Claremont high school in San Diego and wrote about his experiences. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That an, an adult went back to high school and just hung out with a bunch of stoner kids who were getting people pregnant and then wrote a book about it. <laughs> That's called a pervert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like actually like some of the eighties movies. Like didn't wasn't that like a thing that they that they did in a bunch of eighties movies? Twenty one Jump Street was a show. I think that counts. <laughs> I re- what was the movie? There was a movie where a girl went back to high school. She was like a journalist and she went back to high school as a Oh, that as was a man uh... as a boy. <laughs> that just was one of the boys just one of the guys yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what it was that chick's that hot though yes absolutely uh all right so moving on for you guys terminator or fast times i'm gonna pick fast times because it mattered more when i saw it than the first time i saw terminator i probably didn't really fall in love with the terminator until a couple years after i sold the second one yeah i gotta go with fast times just a better movie overall all and right. it's got Phoebe Cates. <laughs> According to you, this movie might win because of Phoebe Cates. It might. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Beetlejuice versus Full Metal Jacket. Beetlejuice, <laughs> uh, directed by Tim Burton, March 30th, 1988. Gina Davis, Alec Baldwin, they die in a car accident, find themselves stuck, uh, hunt haunting their country residents, unable to leave the house. Catherine O'Hara, Jeffrey Jones, Winona Ryder move in, and uh, they try to scare them away, and then they uh, attract Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton. You guys remember this? Absolutely. (laughs) This is a great one. Yeah, I saw this in the theater, actually. It's a great movie. But Full Metal Jacket is also amazing. This is how you do a war movie right here. Yeah. Yeah, let's get let's get everyone's thoughts on uh Beetlejuice and then we'll talk about Full Metal Jacket cuz I have a, I have a little bit to say about Full Metal Jacket as well. Well, I don't have anything to say about it because it's another one of them serious movies that I knew was awesome <laughs> and I I've seen pieces of it. 
but sitting through it was I couldn't do. Now Beetlejuice, right up my alley. Like the mm-hmm. stupid, silly horror special effects comedy. You know, uh, Michael Keaton. We come for your daughter, Chuck. Like I used to walk around the house and do like a really bad Beetlejuice impression. That's a perfect kids movie. Like that is just <laughs> one of the reasons the eighties was so awesome. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Beetlejuice is a complete pervert. And this is considered a family movie. Like, once again, like, it just boggles my mind what we got away with in the 80s as far as what was considered a family movie. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking about that tonight. We we knew it was shitty behavior, you know? Like, we, but just nobody did anything about it. Well, I don't know why, but. <laughs> here's the funny part. Like, I was older when this one came out. But, like, you know, other movies, like, in the 80s. Let you laugh even though you didn't know what the hell they were talking about. So, like, for guys who are a little younger than me, like, Beetlejuice is one of those movies where you're laughing at things that Michael Keaton's saying, even though you don't really understand what he's saying at the time. That's what I love about these 80s movies. They're like, this is how they judged PG and G. They're like, will will kids figure it out? I don't think so. All right, PG it. (laughs) Let the parents figure it out. Yeah, it really did feel like for a while, it's like for, for a movie to be a kid's movie, it had to be PG. And for anything else that a kid wouldn't sit through, like a drama, even if it wasn't an R-rated drama, they throw some curses in to get it hard. Yeah. So they, it became yeah. more of a marketing toy or ploy than, a, than an actual useful rating system. Yeah. Uh, that is funny. I never thought about Beetlejuice that way. But yeah, now now I see him as a total. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Ray, Full Metal yep. Jacket. Absolutely love this movie. This is one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. Like, if you want to do a war movie, you know, spice it up for me. Give me, give me these idiots. Give me Joker, Gomer Pyle. Give me uh, Sergeant Hartman. You know, give me characters. Like, I love that this is Kubrick. I love that the guy who wrote the original book, which was called uh, Short Timers. Short Timers. Short Timers. Um, I love that when he met him and he was warned against meeting this guy that he was like, yeah, our meeting did not go well. So like, that's just a lot about how this guy, you know, came back from the war and all that and how he felt about the movie and stuff. And, um, this one's dirty. Like this one feels like a war movie. Like this feels like if me and my dumb friends from the eighties had ended up in Vietnam, this is exactly how we'd acted. Because we wouldn't have known what to do. And we just turned it into a fucking comedy. Because that's all, it almost, it's so fucked up. It feels like a comedy almost. Yeah. And that's, that's why I love Full Metal Jacket. So, man, I, I, I do like that movie a lot. Yeah, this is one of my all time favorite movies. Uh, June 26, 1987. I was seven. Uh, I don't know when I saw this movie, but I saw this movie pretty early in life. Um, my dad was in the Marines, and I remember him like watching this with my dad and saying, "Like that's exactly how it was in boot camp." I, he went to Paris Island, and uh, like just the more respect for for him after that after seeing the shit that they have to deal with in boot camp, like, and also made me realize that I never wanted to be a Marine. <laughs> no, this is absolutely the movie that made me not want to go into the military. I was like, I do it. No, no, no way. Uh-uh. Yeah. I wouldn't cut it. No. 
Yeah, but absolutely incredible movie. One of my favorites, like I said. Uh, tell me the story about uh, Kubrick meeting the writer. Uh Gustav Gustav Hasford Hasford. I, I always want to call him Halford, but I know that's not right. Um, uh, basically, from what I know of it is, um, he really, really wanted to talk. You know, he talked to the guy on the phone a lot, and he was warned that the dude was like, you know, PTSD, and like you guys will. And they they told him like Stanley, you guys are not going to connect, and he kept saying, no, no, I think we will. And when and as the story goes, they did get together at Kubrick's house. They had dinner, and it did not go well because um, Gustav was not happy with certain things that happened in the movie and the way it went. And and uh, they walked away from this. They never spoke again. And all Kubrick would say about it is, um, "Didn't go well." That's all he said about it. It didn't go well. Wow. So so he made the movie and then met with him. It was after the movie. Yes. Oh. And during the filming, um, Gustav had actually snuck on set because he was concerned about what was going on. Him and his buddy dressed up in uh, military gear. And someone asked him, who are you? And he said, I wrote this. And they mistook him for the screenplay writer and let him on set, oh. which made things even worse because now he actually saw parts that he didn't like and was like, that's not how it happened. And, but he couldn't understand like the way Hollywood works. Where sure. you take things, and you, this part might have happened like three-quarters of the way into your story, but we are going to move it up here because for cinematic reasons, it works better. So he didn't like that, you know, because he had a story. And it was a great story, but Hollywood don't work like that. Hollywood right. just does what the general public wants to see. And that's what pissed him off. And, and you know what's funny, though? Kubrick's like that, too, because he don't make movies most people want to see. Yeah. So it is what it is, but I think this movie is awesome. Is that your favorite Kubrick movie then? Oh, Clockwork Orange is tough not to make my number one because I, that's the first one I saw his and that's disturbing as shit. So if I had to pick one of those two, I'd probably go full metal jacket. What about the shining? I like the shining, but for my money, it didn't make my, um, it, like when I did my list, cause I did my own to see where we were at every single movie on the list. You guys have made my top 20. So the shining didn't make my top 20. I think it's a great movie and, and I catch a lot of shit for stuff like this. Cause I say dumb shit like those time, but shining, I don't put my top 20. I got it like 25, 26, but I got I got bad taste, you know. I probably have I I absolutely have Evil Dead Two ahead of it. I have Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two ahead of it. I have Killer Clowns from Outer Space ahead of it. I just I like what I like. Shining is just all right for me. How about yeah, Eyes Wide Shut? Better. We're we're like going off course here and creating a whole new episode. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut's good too, but once again, I I, I put it about the same place as The Shining. It's a it's a cool movie, but. Yeah, I don't think it's meant for me. And there's parts of The Shining that are weird. Um, like the whole mental telepathy thing. Like, that bothers me. It's like, let's just, let's watch more of Jack being crazy. crazy. 
Like, how, like Kubrick should have just said, you know what? If this is two hours, it should be an hour and 45 minutes of Jack. Like, Jack's dull, lazy boy, whatever. Let's just have Nicholson do whatever the fuck he wants and have Shelly be scared of him. That's the movie. Yeah, she probably was in real life. I mean, we all oh, were watching it. We're like, this guy's, you know what? If you're around that, just filming it. Jesus Christ, man, that guy's scary. I heard Stephen King didn't like that adaptation. No, he he actually hates that. That's why they made the other one with the who's the, it was the dude from like Wings. Yeah, the TV right. show. Wasn't it a, yeah, it was it, but wasn't it a TV? Movie? Yeah, they made a TV version, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna blow you away with the TV version," and it's like. Really? You want to go toe-to-toe with Kubrick and Nicholson? That's what you want to do with the guy from a TV show about fucking uh, flying planes? Get out of here. Just let it be, man. (laughs) All right. Back to the list at hand. Goonies. Oh, wait. Who's moving on? Beetlejuice or Full Metal Jacket for you guys? I got to be Beetlejuice. Um, as much as I love Beetlejuice, because with the correct spelling, it's the left star in the Orion constellation. I'm going Full Metal Jacket. All right, all right, all right. Up next, the Goonies versus Batman. The Goonies, June seventh, nineteen eighty-five, co-produced and directed by Richard Donner. From a screen screenplay by Chris Columbus, based on a story by executive producer Steven Spielberg. Uh, the kids live in a neighborhood in Astoria called Goondocks. They attempt to save their home from foreclosure, and in doing so, they discover an old treasure map that takes them on an adventure. Uh, starring Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman, Bill's buddy. Carrie Green, Martha Plimpton, and uh, K. Hugh Kwan. Hopefully I said that correct. <laughs> Close enough. Goonies. You guys uh, fans of the Goonies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's awesome. You know, we said last uh, week, Casey, I only ever went to the theater to see Jurassic Park with my family. We went to see the Goonies. And when the uh, the, the little nude statue, the little cherub... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, have you seen the movie, Casey? You look puzzled. Like yeah, you nah. didn't start laughing right away, so you don't know what happened. No, I'm not going to ruin it. You, would, I'm going to make sure you go see the Goonies, and then you're going to go. Yeah. Oh, I saw that part once again. Another one of my podcast buddies refuses to see the Goonies. I did a a uh, Patreon video just for him why he should see the Goonies. That's how much I like this movie. Like I did ten reasons why he should see this movie, and I, I if you want it, I'll send it to you because it's absolutely a must see. Perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> I love even one one last thing, Casey. Have you ever noticed in the end it has one of those? Uh, it's got one of those like montages of different scenes, you know, as as they were filming the movie. And all of a sudden, at the end, you see this giant octopus attacking the kids. And I always was like, "What? How was there an octopus in the end? But it was never in the movie." And it was like a cut scene that they had to yeah. pull out the last minute, but they left that montage. And there's so many little stories <laughs> in that production. That could have its own showcase. I mean, there's a lot going on in the Goonies. There is so many things about this movie that are just crazy. Like, originally, Spielberg told um, Donner, I want gorillas to escape from the zoo. And because they have uh, red toys in their cage, throughout the movie, you'll get these cutscenes of these gorillas. 
at one, that when they first get out, they steal a golf cart. The golf cart's red. Okay, so as the movie progresses, if you remember, uh, Troy's car is red. Eventually, they steal his car, and the original ending was supposed to be them driving in front of the the goondocks in this car. So Richard Donner says, I'm so sorry, Stephen. I lost all the footage of the, the gorillas because he never wanted that shit in the movie. He was like, this is stupid. He just lied to Steven Spielberg. He just totally lied to him. Him and Christopher Columbus were like, yeah, fuck that. We're not doing that. That's dumb. This could ruin our movie. This is our shot. That's right. Well, who's this guy? Well, he made Jaws. And he's the <laughs> yeah. biggest deal in the world right now. Fuck him. We know fuck better. Him. And they were yeah. right. It would have been they, dumb. Oh, my God. Could you imagine in that final scene, instead of being on the beach, it was back at the house and a couple of fucking gorillas drove by in Troy's car? <laughs> like, you'd be going there like, what is this? <laughs> what? Yeah. Bad call, Stevie. <laughs> All right. Goonies is a good movie, but it is against Batman. <laughs> yeah. What can you tell us about Batman? June 23rd, 1989, directed by another. Uh, this is another Tim Burton movie that made our list. Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, who we've had on the show. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, Pat Hingle, Billy D. Williams, Michael Goh, Jack Palance. Yeah. <laughs> when this movie came out, man, this was huge. Batman was everywhere again. We, like, uh, we lived by the Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> the beach, you know, every, every store had t-shirts that had the batman i actually bought a gigantic banner of the batman symbol because i'm a huge adam west batman fan i love the original series so when this was announced i was like oh hell yeah batman's coming back i'm all in and then i I saw it in the theater once again and totally amazing uh this is a tough one this is really hard but as usual, I, I, I will give you some stupid trivia about this. Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland was asked to play Robin in this movie. And he thought it was going to be goofy like the original series. And said, no, nah, I, I am not doing that Burt Ward thing. And passed. So originally the idea was to have Michael Keaton and Kiefer Sutherland as Batman and Robin. Wait a minute. So he passed and they got rid of the character. All the they time. just they shit can the character because that was the only person they wanted to do it. Wow. So, Ray, let me ask you this. You being a fan of the 66 Batman, which was goofy, and then (laughs) coming to that. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. It's a great show. We had Burt Ward on the show. Uh, But going in then to see this, you know, and it's much darker. What what, what were your thoughts going on coming out of the theater after? I was absolutely happy with this. This movie was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that's my that's my kid. He's up to no good. Uh, uh, I was absolutely blown away by this movie. Michael Keaton was awesome as Batman. Yeah. Completely awesome. Um, and remember, and then, nobody thought that he was going to be any no. good. He, yeah, everybody, all the storylines were about how bad it was going to be because they yeah. picked the wrong guy. Yeah, everybody was. See, the media was all saying they picked the wrong guy, but the rest of us were like, oh, I can't wait for this movie. And, like, from the very opening scene, it goes up in the sky, get, you, get your bat signal, it drops back down. 
awesome. I love that movie. Um, you got Danny Elfman doing the music. You got you know you got Billy D. Well, who's cooler than Billy D. Williams? Like he could have been Batman for Christ's sake, and no one would have batted an eyelash. Yeah. Was our buddy Gregory Scott Cummins was in this too, right? right uh, he was in the second one. But oh, the second one, part, which makes me think that there was probably something bigger for him. But yeah, it was a, one of the, he was one of the clown thugs. And I, I got to say, I have been pushing for this for probably about ten years. I want to remake a Batman with Bruce Campbell and Jason Mewes as Batman and Robin. <laughs> I think the two of them could do this justice in the style of the 66 version. Oh. See, that's what I want. I want to bring back that fun campy shit and get those two involved. But, you know, my cries have fell upon deaf ears. <laughs> have you pitched this idea to either one of them? I have, I've sent it to everyone. I've sent it to Kevin Smith. I've sent it to Jason, Bruce. I, I post this probably nonstop at least twice a month. I really want this to happen. <laughs> I just think it would be awesome. Yeah, I'd watch that. You'd watch anything. That's terrible. It's a terrible idea. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, have you seen the new uh, th- they're making a new Flash movie. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. No? Oh, I don't want to spoil it, it for you. Does it look good? It has something to do with 1989 Batman. Oh, oh, are you talking about Keaton coming back? Is yeah. That you're talking All about? right. So you know about it. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I've heard about that. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I do know he's coming back. That's actually pretty exciting because he was a great Batman. Yeah. But And I think I'm one of the few people who think all the actors did great as Batman. You know, a lot of people uh, disagree with me and think, you know, oh, how can you say Clooney or Kilmer were good Batman? And I'm like, I personally think it's hard to fuck up Batman. It's really hard. I think they like, gave George Clooney a script to sort of be that old Adam West Batman. I mean, that wasn't really, I don't know that that was his fault. He's, he's a good actor that they said, Hey, we want Batman to be this way now. That's right. what I think it was, that where I think it went wrong. Yeah. Well, it did. Yeah. And it was cartoony. So, but like Christian Bale, you know what? He's even a good Batman, but for me, he's always going to be American psycho. So for like I'm watching that movie like holy fuck American Psycho is Batman now. Like I can't get it out of my head the whole time I'm watching that movie like god them stupid business cards really messed his head up and now he's Batman. <laughs> Damn it. My all-time favorite version of Batman so far is on the show it's called uh, Titans. And it's it's a it's a show about the the Teen Titans kind of growing up and they have a version of Bruce Wayne <laughs> and it's the best version of Bruce. I'm not even joking. Like the show has a lot of problems. It's a show that maybe, you know, it's not the best acting show. It's not the best written show. But when the guy who plays, I don't even know who he is. When the guy who plays Bruce Wayne comes in, I'm like, this guy, I want to see this guy. Cause he's like, <laughs> you know, you're learning how Bruce Wayne handled his quote kids. Right. Cause, cause Dick Grayson was a, was a kid in a way to him, mm-hmm. a, a son. And then uh, I forget the name of the, so, like, they see what Batman actually went through as a father and to see how bad he actually was as a father is kind of fucking fascinating. So, you know, take a look at Titans if you get a chance. No, definitely. So uh, what are you, you going to pick here, Bill? I don't want to pick. I mean, that's that's too hard. I, <laughs> Batman probably – God, I love Goonies so much. I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> Batman probably made a bigger impression on me. 
I'm going to have to go with Batman by a, by a hair. I got to go Goonies. So I think Casey's got to actually pick which one wins. All right. Well, no, we'll get that. I mean, that'll be in the next, uh, <laughs> the next line of bracket. Uh, all right. Moving on. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Lethal Weapon. So <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, released June 12th, 1981. Story by George Lucas, Philip Kaufman, directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, everybody knows the story of Indiana Jones. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, how, how were you guys? What were your guys thoughts on Indiana Jones, uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark when this came out? When it came out, that one didn't get me. I, I was a little later. I got Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. That was my first Indiana Jones. When I went back to it a couple years later, or months later, or ever, you know, it was probably like, well, now I got to see the other one. I remember it wasn't as fun. I remember being kind of hmm. bummed by it. I'm like, it's just not as fun. As I, as, <laughs> <laughs> that was yes. the exact voice I had as a kid. Yeah, Temple, Temple is more fun. Absolutely. But Harrison Ford is my favorite actor of all time because he is Indy and he's Han. So uh, when Raiders came out, absolutely, you know, I was nine years old. So I was blown away by like, holy crap, Han Solo is this dude? And it doesn't feel like the same character. So I was like really into this. And just that whole old style, because my all-time favorite movie is King Kong the 1933 version because it's just an adventure to nowhere. And for me, when I saw Raiders, that's what I started getting that feeling of like King Kong. And, um, it's just such a good movie and it's got such iconic characters. So I feel bad for lethal weapon right here because, you know, when a movie has your favorite actor of all time, man, See, this is what I got to put up with the comments. But uh, yeah, uh, Harrison Ford is going to win for me every time, most likely, unless it's Witness. Oh, I liked Witness. That wasn't bad. It's not a bad movie, but it's not top shelf Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. I remember being on a big Harrison Ford kick, and then he put out, uh, what was the one about mosquitoes? And I'm like, oh, this was <laughs> mosquitoes. I can't get through this one. What was that called? Mosquito? Um, Something. Shit. I what is it called? It doesn't matter because now we got to talk about Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah. Let me, lethal let me weapon, just say no. about... Go ahead. I, 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 I can tell you about Raiders. I just want to say a few things about Raiders. The thing that was so amazing about that movie is the storytelling, the, the, the acting. Everything was dead on. And that fantasy world, that's what I didn't get the first time that I totally picked up on on the second time. And it also, I remember feeling like I'm watching an adult movie. Like when that guy's face <laughs> melted in the end. Oh, yeah. I was freaking horrified i was like whoa i'm a little kid watching this i shouldn't be watching this i'm just getting away with wow and i remember like it's hard to get that out of your head my son who's now yeah my son who's now 17 he he plays those lego video games like crazy Mm -hmm. and they have that game's a lot of fun man they are they're great they're so good star wars lego games and the avengers lego games he had them all and we would play them and they're fun they're fun but he started playing those games (laughs) so he's like you know let me watch raiders of the lost ark and i'm thinking or let me see an Indiana Jones movie. And I'm thinking, which one? All right. And the second one, and he rips a guy's heart out of that. Now, the third see, one. With, with yeah. my kids, you, I just started from the beginning. I should have. I, I went Raiders, Temple. I went right through the order. 
And when we got done with uh, the Last Crusade, he goes, "Is there any more?" <laughs> and I went, <sighs> "Yeah, yeah, there's another one." And uh, I was like, "And here's the crazy part: when I rewatched Crystal Skull with him, I loved it. Really, I was ready to walk out of the theater when I saw it. I was so mad." And it wasn't until like I don't know three four years went by when he asked me to watch it again. I was like, like I was heartbroken. I was like, oh my god! And then I watched, and now I love that movie. So that's just the crazy shit. You're like you, but I think it's because that movie was so hyped. Like everyone thought Crystal Skull was gonna be awesome and the return to glory. And for us that grew up with Indy, we were like, oof. This is kind of hard to swallow. This it, it killed it, it for me right away when he swings into the car and he's like, "Oh, thought that would be closer." It's like, "Ah, oh, we don't want to see any like going through like aches and pains of an old man." This, you know, yeah. and, like his, his death perceptions off. It was see as well as I used to. Yeah, no, 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 it wasn't for me. I want to circle real back to the to the to the Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. The scene about the melting, just to show you how kids are are different now than we were then. Um, I'm letting him watch the Raiders of the Lost Ark finally. I, I showed him like pieces of things. I, I should have shown him Raiders of the Lost Ark just and start and went through it. I remember thinking, melting face. I gotta be here and make sure he doesn't see the melting face. I lost track. I lost track. I got a phone call. I went upstairs. I came down as the melting face was happening. Well, uh, how old he looks, was he? Oh, he could have been five or six. Oh, that's fine. I, I did it. I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> this is gonna kill him. Because I had movies that I had seen like that as a kid that I just oh absolutely. He turns around to me and he goes, "That looks stupid. That was fake. That was clearly a wax yeah. dummy that just melted." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. thank God." <laughs> Things are so different now. Mm-hmm. All right, that is up against Lethal Weapon, released March 6, nineteen eighty seven, directed and co produced by Richard Donner. Written by Shane Black, co-produced by Joel Silver, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Gary Busey, Tom Atkins, Darlene Love, and Mitchell Ryan. Uh, mismatched LAPD detectives, uh, Riggs and uh, Murdaugh work together as partners. That's basically the story, right? Yeah. Yeah, this one gets points for Tom Atkins because any movie that has him is automatically good. Um. Yeah, absolutely. And, Casey just uh, met him yesterday. He's like, we're waiting for somebody to oh, say Tom Atkins to show up the interview or the autograph. <laughs> as this when he posted the picture of him with him, I was like, oh my god, I wish I was in that picture. <laughs> Dude, real oh quick, I got god. a really funny story about that meeting. Uh, before we move on, uh, they they write down his my name on a little post-it note so he knows how to spell it when he signs the post-it note i paid for the autograph and the photo so he just signed my name casey and uh stands up and he goes thanks george (laughs) (laughs) and like he's 84 so i was like i don't know if he's fucking with me or if he just clearly (laughs) forgot (laughs) we have tried to get him on our podcast Oh, dude. From day one, he was on my list. I and, asked him. I oh said, Tom, how do uh, how does someone get a hold of you uh, to be on the podcast, to be on a podcast? He goes, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. 
Yeah, he's probably the though. computers. He probably just doesn't want to deal with all that shit. Like, God bless Tom Skerritt when we interviewed him. Like, he just, <laughs> some of the stuff we didn't show was like, he's like, this stupid technology. And it's totally not his universe. So, yeah, I, I if I were Tom Atkins' age, I'd probably be like, no. It's I'll go to rarely... conferences and I'll do face to face, but you're going to make me talk to a computer screen? No. Yeah. But we're, we're barely able to do it. Imagine how they feel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Bill, was uh, Lethal Weapon, was this, was this a big one for you? Did, did you like this movie? You no, I've like seen every one. Mm, no, it, this didn't feel like real life. This felt like good action adventure, but I saw them. They didn't stick with me. I, uh, just the, I remember the part where he was stuck to the toilet and the bomb was on the toilet. That's a, <laughs> I'm not even sure which one that was, but like that's the only scene I really that's remember. That's like the opening scene of one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, That's this is the this is the one where the chick ODs and jumps off of the balcony, and um, that's uh, Tom Atkins' daughter and blah blah blah. Great, fantastic Christmas movie. Um, they tie this into Christmas so well. Like, if you pay attention, there's like a plastic Santa Claus on a ceiling. Like, they really did a good job with that. But I go Raiders this round. Same for you, Bill. Yeah, it's got to be Raiders. All right, <clears throat> Raiders, moving on. Next up, oh, we forgot. Did I show Lethal up in there? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Forgot that. All right, was was Joe Pesci in one of them? He was, but not the first one. Yeah, not the first one. All right. But Chris Rock up. was in one, too. Chris Who? Rock was in the fourth one. Chris Rock. There's a fourth one? Well, when you get desperate, you start bringing in whoever you can pull into these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard Emo right. Phillips was going to be in the fifth one. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he was going to actually re- replace Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. The Empire Strikes Back versus Caddyshack. <laughs> Let's start with uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, released May 21st, 1980. Directed by Irvin Kirshner. Uh, and you guys can explain the story of uh, Star Wars if no one uh, knows. <laughs> I know you guys are probably big, both uh, both big fans of this movie. So what do you got? I'll tell you what I think is interesting about this. George Lucas didn't direct it. Irvin Kirshner directed it. And yeah. this is like most people's favorite Star Wars movie. People love this one more than all of them. I like it. It's on the darker side. It's that fantasy stuff. So, yeah, I picked this one over Caddyshack because I didn't get most of the Caddyshack jokes. Um, but just, I remember always being fascinated. I was like, George Lucas is supposed to be this genius, but he didn't direct this movie that everybody likes. What does that really mean? And, um, like, and then I remember seeing RoboCop 2, who was Urban Kirshner direct. I was like, RoboCop 2 is dog shit. How did this guy direct Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fascinating movie to me just because it, it's not really, you know, all George. It, it's this seasoned director. I, his influence made this it, special. Yeah. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, Empire is amazing because George is able to finally let go and let other people help him. Like, Lawrence Kasdan really, really had a lot to do with this movie. Um, And it's weird because there's no conclusion to this movie. It just sets up Return of the Jedi. But there's so many iconic parts of this thing. It's like, man. And once again, here comes Billy D. Just being Billy D, being awesome, stealing the scene. So, 
Uh, you think of any movie that had a part in its trilogy that wasn't a happy ending? Like, I didn't know a movie that, you know, couldn't have a happy ending in, in the 80s. That was the first movie that had kind of a sad well, ending. You know, that's the, the weird thing about um, cinema was is the happy ending was almost a given. And to this day, I still want the happy ending. I want the good guys to win. You know, I like that. And, and I, I know it's cliche and stupid, but I always want the good guys to win at the end. When the movie ends poorly, I'm like, what? The, why you make me watch this? I want the good guys to win. So, um, but Empire is one of those movies where nobody wins. It's just a setup. So, is it my favorite? Uh, I don't think so. I think the first Star Wars is still my favorite because it's the introduction to all the characters and stuff. But And Return of the Jedi, for me, was the first movie that I saw in a, an actual theater instead of a drive-in. So Empire, for me, kind of gets lost in between those two things. So I like Empire. How old Empire. are you, Ray? I'm 50. I'm 47. I have the same exact answer as you. Yeah. I think we're the only ones that yeah. say that. It did kind of get lost between two giant periods in our life. Yeah, Star like, Wars was so big. It Return of the Jedi was so big. Yeah. They're big-ish. just they're, They were huge. So I think those ones kind of get lost in the mix between those two. But for 99% of people outside of me and Bill will say this is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that. I can't, I have nothing to say about it. I've only ever seen the very first Star Wars. So, uh, moving on. How, how are you reviewing movies? <laughs> I no notice. I'm just naming the movies. I um, I have to ask though. What's your all time favorite movie? Me? Yeah, you. I would no. have to go with probably Full Metal Jacket. Okay, all right, that makes sense. I like real life stuff. All right, I like the nitty gritty. Not the fantasy world that you guys live in. Hey, we're you know I'm Gen X, man. What do you want from me? Which is second favorite movie is Big Top Pee Wee. So don't you know he <laughs> yeah. doesn't. All right. <laughs> like for us, we're just like in between. Our goal is like when uh, the boomers go away, just let the millennials take over, and we just keep coasting in the middle. That's our goal. <laughs> we're just gonna keep watching movies and checking out music and let somebody else be in charge. That's our goal. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Caddyshack. Release date, July 25th, 1980. So the same year as uh, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Uh, directed by Harold Ramis. Stars Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Ted Knight, Michael O'Keefe, and uh, Bill Murray. It's just basically the day on a uh, <laughs> on a golf course. You guys fans of this movie? Uh, I think this fight's unfair. Because you're putting a comedy against a sci-fi movie, but you're just not putting a comedy against it. You're putting one of the greatest comedies ever written against Empire. So that's a tough. That's a tough fight right there. I like uh, that's how that's how this bracket breaks yeah, down, man. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Try my Chevy Chase impression. You do drugs, Danny. Every day. Good. Every day. <laughs> it was another one for me where the jokes were just a little bit over my head, but after seeing it, like, yeah, it's it's a, it, an amazing comedy. But it's not going to be the Star Wars phenomenon for me. 
For me, I think Caddyshack wins this round because of iconic lines and like Chevy Chase, Rodney, Ted, Doesn't Bill get Murray, um, Cinderella story. <laughs> I mean, this one just has so much going on. The original edit was four hours long Holy for this shit. movie. And, the, and they didn't keep it. Like what they cut and hit the floor will never be seen. Gone. It's gone. Because they Man. didn't know people would want to see it. So for me, I think Caddyshack is one of those movies where you're just like, when you when you see it as a kid, you're like, yeah, this is, you know, Dancing Gopher. Ha, ha, ha. And then you see it as an adult and you're like, oh, my God, this is a completely different movie than what I thought I was watching. Yeah. And it's just one liner after one liner. And once again, much like Phoebe, Cindy Morgan, get to see her titties. So I don't know. I didn't get to see Fisher's There's a theme here. I didn't get to see Carrie Fisher's boobs and Empire. So I'm actually going to Caddyshack this round. Even though I love Harrison, I love Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. So I got to go Caddyshack this round. You know, yeah, I'm with about- you on that one. Caddyshack for me, one of the best. It's definitely my top top five, top ten, for sure. Uh, me and my friends, we quoted this movie constantly. Oh, my buddy, my buddy Dustin, man, he can do the the Ted Knight christening the boat. <laughs> he does that thing like, still to this day, and it'll it'll get me laughing. <laughs> it's funny when uh, you were you were talking about the footage that they didn't use, or like you know back then they're like. What are we ever going to yeah. do with this shit? It's not like anybody's right. going to ever see it. And now it's, you know, where's the DVD, co- you know, the, the left out yeah. footage? Where, where's where's our five-hour Schneider cut of this movie? Where is it? Yeah. yeah. I was watching something just the other day, and I, I'm blanking on what it was, but it was like, it was clearly a stuntman doing the stunt, and it was just, it was it was, it was was supposed to be an illusion. Like, you were supposed to look to the <laughs> left and not pay attention that the guy, you know, his face wasn't really Tom Cruise. And I was like, yeah. back then, they thought, who's going to go and notice this? <laughs> Who, now we're so, stopping every yeah. damn frame and we're putting it <laughs> yeah. on the internet. They had no idea this was ever going to be. Yeah, they never do that. <clears throat> All right, so Bill, right, moving I, on from hey, you. Bill's going to do the next one. I got to piss, so I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> uh, next one, Die Hard versus Aliens. All right, oh, Die oh. Hard was released July 22nd, 1988. Directed I'm by, <laughs> hey bud, directed by John McTiernan, starring Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Alexander Gudenoff, and Bonnie Bedelia. Hopefully, I said that right. Not sure. Uh, New York City policeman John McClane visiting his wife uh, and two daughters on Christmas Eve. Uh, he joins her at a Halloween uh, or yeah, Halloween party, holiday party in the headquarters of the Japanese-owned business she works for, but the festivities are interrupted by a group of terrorists who take over the exclusive high-rise and everyone in it. Uh, Very soon, McLean realizes that there's no one to save the hostages but him. Uh, We had talked about this movie twice before in previous episodes uh, on our Christmas movie episode and also on our first 
the first movies of actors, first bad movies of actors. But remember, I I threw this one as I threw this one in as a famous Casey Curveball, yeah, yeah, the old Casey Curveball, because this was actually uh, Alan Rickman's first movie. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. So was this big for you when it came out, Bill? Not, I'm going to say no, because you don't like real life. Well, it's it's kind of running at the same theme. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that was bigger for me was the third one with Samuel L. Jackson. I think it was called Vengeance or something. What was it called? Yeah. Was the third one? So, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that one more. Um, but it was, it was a great movie. Great movie. You know, anytime it was on, I'd watch it. But it, it doesn't have the the, the the big memorable scenes like for some reason the third one did for me. Yeah, I think by the third one they had a lot more money to run with and they had another big star in it. Right? Bruce Willis was the only like main major star at the time in the first one, right? right. Well, who was in the second one? I can't even remember. Are we talking Die Hard? Yeah. I don't remember any. I don't remember the second one, but uh, no yeah. Phillips. You're muted. He got so excited he muted himself. Yeah, look at that. I was going to say emo Phillips. <laughs> I was going to do, do my emo, emo Phillips joke. Oh, you should have. And I blew it with my mute button and my barking dogs. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray. Was it? What, did, were you a fan of Die Hard? Oh, Die Hard's another great Christmas movie. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Alan Rickman, classic, uh, Nakatomi Plaza scene. This is a movie I watch every year. This is in my Christmas rotation with Lethal Weapon and, you know, A Christmas Story and Gremlins and, you know, any, any movie like that. So, um, Die Hard's amazing. Um, let's see, what do I got for stupid trivia for this one? Oh, I bet you didn't know this. Uh, because this was considered a remake of The Detectives, they actually had to offer the role of John McClane to Frank Sinatra first. What? Which at the time, he was 70 and declined. But contractual, contractually, shame. you can Google that shit if you want, but, you know, <laughs> uh, they oh, actually yeah, had to I offer, they, they actually had to offer it to Frank Sinatra because of a old fucking movie that they base this off of. And somehow in the contract wording, they were like, hey, no, 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 no. For all eternity until he dies, Frank has to be offered this role before anyone else. And it wasn't originally uh, called John McClane. They changed the name and everything, but they still did it. Can you imagine Frank Sinatra crawling through those? Oh, my God. You know what? I, I almost wanted to see it. Like him crawling through, smoking cigarettes, and like eh, just singing songs. He's crawling through. It would almost be like a Hudson Hawk, where he's like timing out everything to songs and shit. It would be so awesome. Wow, Hudson Hawk. That goes. Now I want to see that movie. Oh. <laughs> you're right. not. From, you're not familiar with Hudson Hawk. I'm not now. Yeah, I'm surprised. No, I want to see. I mean, I want to see. I want to see Hudson Hawk, but I want to see Frank Sinatra as playing John McClane. Oh, dude. I think that would have been awesome. I think, you know, if I was Frank, I would have fucking accepted. Hell yeah. I would have been like, hell yeah, I'm in. And then he'd been like, oh, my God. What have we done? 
Oh man, that would have been awesome. All right. So Die Hard versus Aliens. <clears throat> Released July 18th, 1986, directed by James Cameron, starring Sigourney Weaver. Uh, after floating in space for 57 years, Lieutenant Ripley's shuttle is found uh, by a deep space salvage team. They only find one survivor, a nine-year-old girl, played by Carrie Hen. Uh, you guys fans of this movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. What came yeah, first? Aliens? I, yeah, the Aliens? first... Go ahead. We're on a little delay here. Yeah, the very first one, Aliens. Was uh, Aliens before? Aliens is a sequel. Yeah. Because Aliens came out in 79. Oh, okay. I'm going to force this thing out. (laughs) Did Aliens come before or after Terminator 2? Because James Cameron did both of those. Which one was his, his breakout movie? I can't remember. I don't know. Keep um, talking. I'll find out. I think it's aliens. Were you a big alien guy? I think. I think it goes alien, Terminator, whatever else he did. Then, man, True Lies was in there at some point. True Terminator Lies is like ninety-two. Terminator Two came out July third, nineteen ninety-one. So definitely after Aliens. Yeah, I think this is probably his, like, this is the blockbuster for him, the first one. But once again, memory's weird, so we could be completely forgetting some gigantic blockbuster he did in the meantime. Remember he did The Abyss and nobody went to see it? (laughs) (laughs) That might have been like a fly. I think that was a platform. (laughs) Oh, man, but Aliens, and and I remember seeing the first Alien going, oh, that's cool, the monster popped out of his Mm -hmm. chest, That's, that's memorable. And then you go yeah. and you see this, and it's just like the biggest. And again, I, you, you can't. I, I hate that we don't think much about Jim Cameron these days. Like he hasn't done a whole lot since Avatar, unfortunately. But his, he's he better be remembered because he creates worlds, and they're huge. Oh, and and absolutely. I mean, the end when that Queen and Ripley in that giant machine. You know, you see it all the time now. There's always robots fighting some kind of alien. You never saw it before, and it was perfectly done, yeah. perfectly directed, perfectly just the action. Everything was. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, and, and the story is different from the first one. It's not a rehash of Alien. Like, we're just going to redo the same movie, cash in, get our, get our big paycheck and go away. They wrote a whole new thing, which is, you know, guys have a hard time doing that because they're like, I could just do the same movie, change a few things, and everybody will eat it up. Like, they went out on a limb and made a new movie. And it's really good. And Bill Paxton in this thing is perfection. Like his hey, lines, hey, yeah his his lines are just so good. Uh, real quick before we move on, James Cameron in order: The Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator Two, True Lies. Uh, he was also a production assistant on the movie Rock and Roll High School, starring the Ramones in nineteen seventy nine. <laughs> nice. Actually, yeah, his first movie was Piranha Two: The Spawning. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's pretty good. Mm, I never saw that one. Didn't make our list. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, so, moving on for you guys: Die Hard or Aliens? I'm gonna pick Aliens for this one. Uh, I'm gonna go Die Hard. <laughs> Ray, you keep getting these wrong. You know, you're not gonna win hey, the prize. You know what? It's okay. <laughs> 
It's all right because when I filled I filled out my bracket blindly just to test the the system, so I really don't even know what I picked. <laughs> so, all right, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure though, guys, that I'm uh, ineligible to win since I'm uh, on the show, right? Well, not 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 necessarily. We don't have really many <laughs> rules here on Deluxe Edition. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I you win. might be eligible. So I can I rig t- this thing. See the leg lamp he's got behind him? I'm hoping to get that. (laughs) All right. We'll get to the prizes very soon. We have two more movies here. Mm -hmm. We're down to the final two. The Lost Boys versus Back to the Future. Lost Boys, July 31st, 1987. Joel Schumacher, Corey Feldman, Jamie Gertz, Corey Haim, Edward Herman, Bernard Hughes, Jason Patrick, Kiefer Sutherland, Diane Weist. You guys fans of the Lost Boys? Absolutely. I'm going to be honest with everyone here, like I always am. Don't do it. Don't do it. I've never don't, seen it. Oh, my God. <laughs> how how have you never seen the Lost Boys? I kind of have a thing against Corey Feldman. But Kiefer Sutherland? I'll go back and watch it. I promise. It's just. All right. How do you have well, a thing against him back then? I mean, you didn't hate the yeah, guy back no, then. I mean, it, my thing is against him now. So that's why I just have been putting it off. <laughs> <laughs> he blocked us. I blocked oh him. Oh, my God. He blocked you. Sure did. Did you make a Michael Jackson joke to him? No, we had Scott Schwartz on the podcast. Oh, my God. I better never tell him that. Oh shit! We had Schwartz on too, but that's good information because because he did not have anything nice to say about Feldman. So uh, no, he sure didn't. I got to make sure we never bring that up if we're trying to get him. Yeah, we burned our bridge. Uh, yeah. Casey did yeah. something on Twitter. He's like, "Hey, Corey Feldman, why don't you come and respond?" Blocked. Would you like well, to have a wrestling match against Scott Schwartz? <laughs> well. Uh, recently I said some, some shitty things about him, like the videos he's recently released about his like music video and stuff. So if, if he actually checked into us, I highly doubt we could get him. So (laughs) what are you going to do? Tell me about the lost boys. What do you want to know? It's got vampires. It's got, uh, Tim Kappa. What? How do you say his name? The sex guy. Uh, Capello, Capello. Oh, it's Capello. Tim Cap Capello. Uh, if you've never seen this movie, uh, what you need to know is there's a scene where they're, they're on the beach and this band's playing, and there's this sexy motherfucker with his shirt off. He's all oiled up and he's ripped, dude, and he's just fucking blasting the saxophone. Like I don't remember much about this movie except for that scene. Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> So he was the sex guy, huh? Yeah, he was like the sex appeal of this movie. Like he was totally on it. Once again, somebody we've tried to get on the podcast and it failed. But, but uh, no, this is a great movie. This is vampires. This has the Frog Brothers. Um, like if you need a vampire movie where they're not sparkly bitches, this is the movie to see. Like Kiefer Sutherland, this movie is amazing as a vampire because this is the height of his sex appeal. Like, this is at the time when he's like, when you're a dude, you're still like, God damn, this guy's sexy. God damn it. How can I be like Kiefer Sutherland? 
Well, I can't become a vampire, so I guess I'll learn to ride a motorcycle. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I liked it because it was like it was one of those movies where it was a horror movie. It was supposed to be scary, but you're you're led through it by kids. Like that was a big thing in the eighties. Like uh, yeah, Monster Squad or, or oh yeah, almost everything had a kid to sort of hold your hand through. We got tired of that. Like Spawn, I remember going to see Spawn. Spawn had a kid. It was like, ah, get the kid out of here. We're done with kids in these in, in Monster. Yeah. Movies. Yeah, but the the kids got to be good, and these kids were good. Yeah, and this is almost uh, this is almost a precursor to like the scream thing with the Frog Brothers, where they're like vampires are like this. You got to do this to to kill them and and all that, and you know it's almost like um, Wes Craven was watching this movie when he came up with Scream because he's like, oh, the Frog Brothers, they're the inspiration for Scream. I cannot confirm or deny that, so I'm going to roll with it. These days, you can say anything. You don't even get sued. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, on my own podcast, Will has this button where he pushes it and it goes liar, liar. <laughs> so, yeah, we gotta fit. We gotta find that out how Will does the sound effects, Bill. Yeah, he, he can hook you up with the sound effects, so you can push liar buttons on on Casey when you want, Bill. I've yeah. got an app right here that was supposed to work and it ain't working because I've been pressing <laughs> the button the whole time and, and, and nobody's reacting to it. So I know I'm screwing something up over here. I hope you're not spreading misinformation here, Ray. We don't want to get banned from uh, Spotify. Oh, they're, oh they're no, not no, no, anybody. That's right. All like right. I, like I tell Will all the time, everything I say is absolutely the truth. <laughs> I wouldn't right. put it out there if it was fake. <laughs> Bill, but, uh, but, but if I did you- say something fake, I would immediately laugh right afterwards that's how you oh. know okay all right bill the lost boys did you like this movie i liked it but uh for the sake of time i have nothing to say to it compared <laughs> to back to the future because back yeah. to the future is just there's so much about back to the future that i adore that anything underneath it or next to it in this bracket you could put anything next to it and i think uh i think i, I think back to the future might beat it that might be my big winner, man. Oh, uh, really? Tough when we get to the big winner. Uh, yeah, back even just future. even just poking buttons, I still had Back to the Future as the winner. Got to um, be right. It's got to be that movie I, was perfect. Eighties. This is probably as close to a perfect movie as you can make. Like I, on the list of perfect movies, I think this is number one. Princess Bride is like number two. Um, Back to the Future is absolutely considered probably the greatest movie ever made. Like Gone to the Wind, Gone to what is it? Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Gone with the Wind wishes this was their movie. Um, that stupid Rosebud movie, Citizen Kane wishes they were Back to the Future. Yeah. Like every great movie through history wishes they were Back to the Future. So <laughs> there's you, the guy tough, that made man. the guy that made the DeLorean also wishes this movie would have came come out oh just my a God. little bit earlier before he went to prison <laughs> yeah, before his horrible demise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great movie, man. Uh, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Crispin Glover, Leah Thompson. How many remakes did they make? They were all pretty, pretty decent, too, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, they only did two sequels. They knew yeah, this they, is, they knew to stop. Yeah, this is a trilogy. This is a true trilogy, and every movie is good. And that's what you want in a trilogy. Like they don't need to go back and do a fourth, fifth. Like 
it, you know, they've talked about trying to remake this thing, but I think people will get murdered. Like you, you'll be like on the Clintons list. You try to remake this thing. <laughs> like it ain't happening. This is a perfect thing. Never going to happen again. So, you know, I never would have thought they'd remake Ghostbusters, but you never know uh, anymore what they're going to try to remake. Well, uh, thankfully they remake Ghostbusters and now everyone knows better. <laughs> like anytime someone bring anytime in Hollywood when they say, Hey, we're thinking about remaking Back to the Future, they go, Do you remember what happened in 2016 with Ghostbusters? <laughs> and this young ass punk goes, I-, I don't know. And they explain it to them and their face turns white and they realize that they will be ostracized from Hollywood forever. And they go, Fuck that. I'll go uh I'll remake uh Day of the Triffids or something. Fuck it. I'll do that instead. <laughs> All right. Bracket time. We can <laughs> run these run through these pretty fast now. That was the top yeah. sixteen movies. So Bill, you uh Bill and uh Ray, you both picked Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. That would be against Fast Times at Ridgemont High. For both of you. I go Ghostbusters. Same. Same. Ghostbusters moving through. All right. Uh, let's see. So it would be Full Metal Jacket, Ray versus... Did you say the Goonies, right? I think we were split on that one, weren't we, Bill? Yeah, you, Bill picked the Batman, and I think you picked the Goonies. And we were counting on you to pick one of them, but since you don't watch movies... No, um, well, all right. If you want me to pick, I'll go with the Batman. All right, that's fine. Go with Batman. All right, so Full Metal Jacket versus you Batman. You regret that now, Ray, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine, because I'm going Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to move Full Metal Jacket. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, Bill doesn't get to say what he wants? No. Because... rules. Oh, my yeah, God. Rules. Come on. You said if there ah. was a split, if there was a split, I get to pick. Oh, right. oh, so Bill just gets a big fist up his butt. <laughs> right now, I'm looking at the clock, and I'm saying 7.30. I haven't had dinner yet. I don't care if Ishtar wins. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I had a real dinner. Come on. Ishtar. Let's, let's push know, through this. Dude, I know. I know. I have to deal with this shit all the time. It's a podcast. <laughs> We're allowed to go as long as we want. Look, now we got some comments here I haven't seen yet. Let's see. Oh Who's God, this? this- not goofy. It will take off the '60s movement. As a kid, then Batman ruled the airwaves. Okay, so this is this is these are real old. I messed. <laughs> it goes all the way back to Batman. Uh, there we go, Michelle. That's your friend Bill. Why is there- She's able to say hello. Michelle, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, Raiders versus. I'm going to push Caddyshack through because I like Caddyshack more than Empire Strikes Back. So the Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Caddyshack. I'll go Caddyshack. Yeah. Caddyshack has to move through. Bill, you just, uh, you'll just sit there and look pretty for a while because you, I don't, you want to, you know what? uh, You better be careful because the more you tell him he's pretty, eventually his camera is going to shit the bed. Michelle says Goonies. All right. All right. Um, Michelle's on a bigger play than we are right now. 
We only have like a two second latency. Michelle's got a good hour and a half. <laughs> I love you, Michelle. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Aliens versus Back to the Future. <laughs> we we know the answer to this. Back to the Future. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, Ghostbusters versus Full Metal Jacket. Who are you guys pushing through? Uh, man. I'm Ghostbusters. I'm an easy one there. I'm going I'm, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Come on now. I'm going to have to override both of you. Full Metal Jacket win. <laughs> no, all right. I'll put Ghostbusters. Only, only because Ghostbusters is so iconic and just changed everything when it came out. Yeah, and the absolutely. stars of that movie are, are you have three gigantic stars in that movie and Ivan Reitman. So, yeah, and how many remakes? Uh, uh not remakes, sequels and remake and a reboot, video games, right? cartoons, cartoons, toys. Yeah. There's not a ton of Full Metal Jacket toys out there. Well, and once again, like there's not a person on the planet that doesn't know what Ghostbusters is. Yeah. So, as much as I want to not say that for for Full Metal Jacket, I got to say Ghostbusters. Michelle says, if it weren't for Caddyshack, there would be no Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Somebody, that's, uh, somebody I think that's true. Arnold, Raiders all the way. Raiders already got passed on. Uh, sorry, Bart. It's uh, all right. He'll get over All right. Bart knows better. So, back to the future. It will be, I guess, against uh, Caddyshack. You're gonna, you guys are both pushing uh, Back to the Future through. Yeah, yeah, I think Back to the Future wins. All right, and then uh, so this is a tough one. This is going to be a tough one for you guys. Ghostbusters versus Back to the Future for the final for the big win for you guys. This is just for you. Uh, I I still say Back to the Future wins. <laughs> now I don't know. Ghostbusters or Back to the Future? Damn. How about if I throw out uh, a, a Children of the Corn reference for you for Back to the Future? Kind of sway you my way. All right. Courtney Gaines, who we all know played Malachi, right? Mm-hmm. He's the dude who interrupts the dance between George and Lorraine. When um, he, you know, he's playing the song Earth Angel and he walks up and he's like, he pushes him out of the way. He's like, you know, I'll take this dance. Yeah. And then Michael drops down. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. And then Crispin Glover comes right back and just throws him out of the way. He throws Malachi out of his fucking face. I didn't know like, that was him. Like one of the creepiest dudes to ever live. Who has the balls to throw Malachi out of the dance? Come on. All right. All right. That that might have done it. That and the <laughs> fact that I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. For the sake of time, I think I'm, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. I have to say, though, Bill, had you been drinking the whole time, you would have forgot you needed to eat. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. When I was a drinker, oh, I was yeah. fat. I was like, but how, why am I, I don't eat. Oh, right. right. It's the, the t- 900 calories from an idea. <laughs> exactly. All right. Bill, final decision. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. All right. 
Now, are you are you not going to override it? No, I will. Uh, I will pass that. <laughs> now, Bill, I know you want to get out of here, but we have a couple things that I have to deal with here. If you would like to win a bunch of prizes that I will uh, show you, voting will begin on these movies tomorrow on our Facebook group and Instagram. Uh, they will be. I'll put be putting probably four movies on each day to get through the process so we can do this next week. Uh, you can fill out a bracket. I'll, I'll post the website in the links, and you can go to this uh, bracket here that I made. I'm going to share it real quick so you guys can see it. You guys can see that, right? Yep. Bracket fights. So you'll just be able to click on these to move them through. And uh, then you can take a screenshot or a picture of it and post it on our Facebook group. Post it. Send it to me. Uh, Just make sure that I get it. And I will make sure that you are entered in the drawing. Yep. And and if anybody who is here who is friends with me, send it to me and I will get it to them if that's easier for you. Sure. Yeah. So that I can steal your prizes. (laughs) <laughs> and, and make sure you that you make sure that you tell your friends to vote on this stuff on our Facebook group because if your movie you you want to make sure that your movies get to the final so your bracket matches up because I'm not going to break these prizes down the winner takes all if you mat oh my god uh, we might have to have like a you know if there's somebody has the same bracket hopefully that doesn't happen uh we might have to have like a shootout some kind of trivia well, game uh, yeah i was going to say uh if you want me to come back and do like a a trivia thing to get you a winner i would add, i love trivia um not just 80s trivia i'll throw these motherfuckers all decades i'll go 1920s to 2020 if you want me to i'll give them a question from each decade yeah, these prices I, Ray, these prices are here. valuable man Ray, while I have you here, I have to apologize. We had, I had two extra questions for the trivia night that oh, you nah, played nah, with nah. Will. Don't, don't, ne- you no. with Will, and yeah. I completely spaced on adding them. Nah, to the, d- uh, don't apologize for right. that, man. That's all that's right. fine, man. Let's roll through these prizes here, all right? <laughs> so you're gonna get. I have Batman a pack of Batman cards here from the original ba- uh, Batman Returns pack of cards. Nice. Okay. He stole that from Kmart. <laughs> of course he did. A picture frame, a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Adventure picture frame. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff here. I'm not exactly sure what this is. I got it in Loot Crate, a Loot Crate box. It's like a Marvel little figure, Thor and Loki. Oh, my God. You it's all pop Marvel culture stuff. Star this Wars. is good stuff here. Why am I on There's that? a Red Dragon <laughs> die keeper for everyone that still, uh, you know. Oh, I shit. A- oh, my God. That's, uh, that's D&D, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, D&D, Red Dragon. Can, can you just put that off to the side for me? <laughs> Just put this over here. <laughs> Anybody watch the show Archer? This oh, is absolutely. A, That's a Archer, funny show, man. Uh, figure. Okay. Nice. Get that. I want to know how there's he came a, up with all. Like, where did this come from? There's an X Files <laughs> little wallet. Wow. Oh, that's thing. a that's a good one. Okay. 
These are like decades of Christmas gifts that he never used and just kept around. Actually, yeah, I think these are Christmas gifts he got, and now he's re-gifting them. Yeah. Michelle loves Archer. Don't forget to tell your friends to vote. Uh, We have another (laughs) wallet here, Banana Man. Oh, Banana Man. (laughs) So, no, I had these are, do you guys ever hear a Loot Crate? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so I, I had Loot Crate many years ago and these are the things that i just uh never really wanted so now they're going to be yours the prize uh, of this game is the crap <laughs> from loot crate that casey did wait want. wait just some of it i have a the good shit is coming oh okay? the good these shit's like coming the, bill the good shit's coming <laughs> i'm assuming right. it's a bag of weed Right, I saw you have a, a kid there. He might like yeah. this Godzilla stuffed animal. Huh? Who doesn't love Godzilla? Godzilla, that's still in the package there. Never seen a baby blue Godzilla before, but hey, it's probably it's worth like, like fifteen rings, bucks. Huh? <clears throat> right? You guys like Lord of the Rings, don't you? Look at that. Who doesn't? Oh, and now see, now we're getting to some good prizes. That's mini a good epic prize. Trigger? Frodo, Frodo mini epic. Yeah, that's a good prize. That's a good one there. Yeah. Not gonna find this stuff anywhere else. They don't. They don't even make this stuff anymore. Not even on eBay. Who likes Westworld? Huh? First season's good. Yeah, that was pretty Here's good about eight Westworld. years ago. That came out. Mm-hmm. Westworld action figures. Huh? Right. I think you need that. Huh. I, I might need that. Did that, did that, did that come out? That was. Huh? Sonic the Hedgehog. He's, he's still going. <laughs> all right. Now we're getting to the good stuff. So you're saying this is winner take all, right? Yeah, winner take all, man. They get all this stuff. All of it. Who likes wow. wrestling? Huh? Everybody OGD? likes wrestling. Right? You like tits, right? Absolutely. Who doesn't OGD? like that? Huh? See? Signed? See, this this prize right here is worth the whole package. Signed by ODB. You're not going to find that stuff anywhere else. <laughs> all right. This is a good one here. Original. First paperback edition of The Witching Hour. That's a good one there. 1953, original vintage copy. How'd you get that? It was given to him by his father. He's giving it away. He's just like, hey, this has been my family for years. I have to ask, do you actually know what that is? Don't worry about where I got that. We got (laughs) to run through the show here, okay? All right, now we're getting into things that have to do with our show. Oh, uh, we had uh, it's merchandise time. <laughs> no, no. We had uh, Robert Ray Schaefer on from the office. Yeah. He played uh, Bob Vance. This is a little uh, card. Nice. With Bob Vance. I honestly don't know how you can work with that jackass, that other <laughs> jackass and that new jackass. <laughs> little card there. Bob Vance. Uh, we had Joe Alves on the show, right? He was the production designer of Jaws. I got a brand new pair of Jaws socks oh. here. Oh, see, now I want to win. From Odd Socks. Okay, that was a great. That was in the see, 80s, right? That's the 70s, but, oh, you okay. know, you probably saw it in the, I don't know when you saw it, but I saw it in the 80s, so that's fine. All right. We had Corey McCormick on the show. Corey McCormick from uh, Lucas Nelson and Promise to the Real. He's also in a band called Organa. I have... uh an Organa album here, unopened vinyl record. Ooh. Very cool. Cool stuff. Good art. Awesome album. I have, I also have one myself. Huh? Uh, 
All right, two prizes left. This is the good stuff here. So we got we had if, CJ if, if you one. show a hamburger, Bill's gonna lose his shit. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. had uh, CJ Graham on uh, from Jason, oh, and yeah. we had uh, Tommy McLaughlin on, the writer of Part Six. Uh, I have oh, a no. uh, oh, Jason shit. Voorhees hockey mask here, up for grabs. Okay, and then uh, just for video purposes. I have. Is it, brand, oh, are you giving away the nudie? The, yeah. I, <laughs> I have a brand new leg lamp oh. head knocker. They call it from made by yeah. Necker. You guys know, know about Necker, right? Yeah, that's a good one right there. This is it out of box. I have one for myself. <laughs> I picked that up at the. Uh, Dude, that's that's cool, man. I picked it up at the Christmas Story house in uh, Ohio. Yeah, that's uh, Tremont, Ohio. That's where I'm from, man. Not from, not far from where you're at right now, right? I'm about, uh, yeah, about 20 minutes from there. That's yeah. iconic. Yeah, you should so, make, you should drag Bill there. He'd like oh, it. Oh, wait, found one more thing here. <laughs> Forgot about this. This is pretty cool. We had Tom Scared on. You mentioned Tom Scared oh, earlier, Bill, yeah. from Top Gun. We have. Uh, he stole his necklace. Mike Metcalf. Viper dog tags. Oh, nice. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff there. Make sure you so, tell you. So you're really going to give everything to one winner. <laughs> Michelle, I did not go through my junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> so you seriously only want to give away the prizes to one person? Yeah. Instead of necessarily- Instead of breaking them up. No, I, I like easy, right? I, I think. All right, that, oh, down. that's fine. That's fine. I'm just, I like easy too. I'm just making sure I understand this. So if I win this thing, I get all the junk to put in my drawer. Yep. All right. I just want to make sure I understand all. this. Winner takes. He doesn't all. like licking. He doesn't like licking stamps. He he just wants one. He just put it in the nah, big box. This is this is over the top. Yeah, this is spin the hat. Do the. You'll be lucky if he gets your address right. I mean, the- what if this goes to somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, this was uh, actually a big contest that we were going to have for our 50th episode, but we <laughs> fucked up last week. <laughs> so it's our 51st episode celebration giveaway. <laughs> no, it's your first live episode giveaway. Come on, Casey. Yeah. All right. Keep up. <laughs> All right. Good, man. You did good. I was getting a little nervous when you're like stuff from our show. I was like, "Well, oh, God, he's going to give away my underwear. What did he get? What yeah. did he- oh, he's talking <laughs> about the guests. Well done, sir. That was fun. That was awesome. Those prices are actually pretty good, man. I thought you were going to. I thought like Bill, you're going to give away and like shit from around your house. Like, here's my uh, my salad tongs. <laughs> but you you totally your your prices are good, man. Those are cool. good. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully people will play the game. Fill out your bracket. I will post the link in the uh, description of this as soon as it is up uh, everywhere. And uh, just run through the stuff here. You can check Ray out at 1980snow.com. He's on the uh, show 1980s Now with Will and uh, Kat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get – I wore this shirt. I actually just got it here. It's a deluxe edition shirt. You can now get merch over at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash deluxe edition 
They have a lot of stuff to choose from over there. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Deluxe Edition Pod. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. And uh, make sure you check out all the other great shows on our network over at the den dot show. Thanks so much, Ray. We really appreciate it, man. Dude, I had so much fun hanging out with you guys. Um, you know, down the road, we'll do this again. Totally awesome. Love hanging out. You know, man. you know, we got to do, we got to do a trivia night on your channel. Sure. So, um, you know, but not anytime soon. No. <laughs> down the break road. from us. I yeah, understand. Nah, yeah, we'll 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 do it down the road, man. Love you guys. <laughs> Super appreciate you having me here. Awesome time. Loved it. All right. Thanks, Thanks man. So much. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else to say, Bill? No. <laughs> My stomach can talk to you. It can growl for a while. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching. Make sure you uh, follow our Facebook group to uh, make sure the details of this. Uh, I'll post the uh, I'll post the bracket up there, the link right now, so you can get your guesses in and make sure you send them over to me. All right, guys. See us later.